Welcome to The Blind Side. News and information from a blindness perspective. Here's Jonathan Mosen. I'm delighted to be here with this special edition of The Blind Side podcast. It's a special edition because it's talking about something very special to me, and that is Mushroom FM, the radio station I founded back in 2010 quite unexpectedly, and the station that I am still managing today. Mushroom FM is available on the web at www.mushroomfm.com. You can find it in lots of places. You can find it in the Victory to Stream. You can find it in all the radio apps that you can expect to see in the App Store or the Google Play Store. You can ask your Amazon Echo or your Google Play to play it. You can play it on your Apple TV. Mushroom FM is all over the place. And the reason why we're talking about Mushroom FM today is because... Today, we are launching a slightly restructured format for Mushroom FM, which gives you a much greater opportunity to hear some of our great personalities who are behind Mushroom FM, the people that we call the fun guys. So for those who've heard about Mushroom FM but don't really know what it is or have kind of thought, well, I should check that out sometime, this is a podcast where we explain how Mushroom FM began, what it's all about, and hopefully... It'll encourage you to tune in and give it a listen, and I think that once you do, you'll make it a regular part of your internet radio listening. For those who don't know me and my background terribly well, I have a background in commercial radio. I worked as a broadcaster both in music radio and current affairs interviewing in commercial radio in Auckland in New Zealand, and I've actually been on the radio since I was four years old, which is quite a story. (laughs) And I took a bit of a departure from radio when my then wife and I were thinking about starting a family and radio was being deregulated all over the place in New Zealand. Radio stations were literally changing frequency all the time, changing formats, changing management, and it wasn't a very stable place to be. So I moved into areas such as government relations and did pretty well there. I'm also a pretty political animal, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, so I enjoyed that very much. But radio does get in your blood. And one of the positive sides of deregulation in New Zealand was that you could really easily set up a low-power FM radio station. And so I set one up that I just ran as a hobby in my spare time. This is in the late 1990s when I did this. And I was using Winamp as the broadcasting tool connected to a dedicated PC. We had a big mast outside And we called the radio station MBS FM, which stood for the Mosin Broadcasting System, MBS. And it was on 101.3 or 101.4, somewhere around there. And it had a wee bit of a following. It was just very low power broadcasting to quite a distinct community. I was also undertaking a master's degree in public policy. And my then wife and two young children went away to see my kid's grandma so that I could spend some dedicated time in the summer working on my master's thesis. And on New Year's Eve 1998, I took a break from that master's thesis just to refresh my aching brain. And I looked on an email list for Winamp users that I was on. It was a mainstream list. And I learned about a technology that had just been released by Nullsoft, the people who make the Winamp play or who made the Winamp play, called Shoutcast. And this was a way of broadcasting, of of live streaming over the internet. Before Shoutcast, there were ways of doing this, of course. Real audio and Windows Media Audio were quite 
popular technologies back then, and I'd been using Real Audio since 1995. But they involved a lot of server technology. They were complicated to set up. They required you to use a lot of bandwidth, and it just wasn't very viable for the average person. Now, Shoutcast changed all that. And when I understood, when I looked at the documentation for this and I understood what Shoutcast could do, I knew right away this was going to be, in the right hands, huge for the blind community. And I sent out a message to an email list I was running at the time called the PC Audio List to say, we're about to have a revolution. And within about half an hour to an hour of me finding out about Shoutcast, I was streaming MBS FM, my low-power internet radio station, on the internet. It was that simple to set up. I spent 1999 investigating how to use this technology in a blindness context. And you can read all about that, of course, that ultimately, after I started a current affairs talk show called Blindline on MBSFM, it ultimately led to me founding ACB Radio in December of 1999. And there's a book, it's free even, that you can get that discusses all of that history. It's called On Air Online, and you can pick it up for free from the Mosin Consulting store if you want to read about the ACB Radio era. I left ACB Radio in 2003 and began working full-time in the assistive technology industry, and I continued to host my radio show, The Mosin Explosion, which has been going for a very long time now on various radio stations. In 2010, when I was running The Mosin Explosion on a particular internet radio station, there was a little bit of banter that began to occur, which started something we had no idea about at the time. Here's a piece from the first anniversary documentary that was put together that traced the history of the founding of Mushroom FM. I think when I was doing a Mosin Explosion one day, this was before Mushroom FM got started, Bruce was in one of his little moods. This is Bruce Taves, of course, and Bruce is notorious for starting banter on Twitter. It was very legendary on Twitter that I absolutely hate mushrooms. And Caroline and I would go on about that back and forth quite a bit. And Jonathan writes back and says, oh, you should you should start your own station and call it Mushroom FM. And I I said, no, it's not going to happen. You know, it just isn't, isn't going to happen. Well, a couple days later, I get a direct message from Jonathan while I'm at work. And he says, well, I'd like to start a radio station. Can I use the name Mushroom FM? And I said, well, absolutely. You know, you came up with it in the first place. So go for it. I remember contacting Caroline and saying, look, would you mind if we used Mushroom FM? And people say to me all the time, how do you come up with a wacky name like Mushroom FM? And it went like this. I kind of sat down and looked at the foundations. If we were going to start a new radio station, much to my surprise, then what would it be about? What would make the station stand out? What were, what were we here for? What's our brand? And I thought... We want to be professional, we want to be articulate on the air, and we want to be fun. And then I thought about fun, fun, fun guys, mushrooms, Mushroom FM, the home of the fun guys. So it was kind of one of those really weird word association exercises to try and think of a name that would make us stand out. And I was a little bit concerned initially about using home of the fun guys because it sounded a bit gender specific to me and I didn't want it to come across as sexist. But I think everybody's got the fact that it's a pun. And certainly we have a very high number of women on the staff. Uh, No one's complained about that. And I'm grateful for that because certainly I wouldn't want to be exclusionary in that way. But Mushroom FM was certainly a quirky kind of name. 
Uh, and that's how we came to be, really. A number of people coming on board in the week before we started. But seven days before, I had no idea that we were going to be embarking on this exciting venture. Mushroom FM started on the 25th of April 2010. It was a very different station then, in the sense that we were all about providing people with a forum to get on the air who could do it well, and our broadcasters did it well. We've used social media effectively over the years. We've run all sorts of special promotions. We've done giveaways. We've had cruises, special events, Christmas countdowns. It's been a wonderful ride. We were off the air briefly from the end of 2013 until the middle of 2015. And Mushroom FM is now back and thriving better than ever, concentrating now on a format which plays music from the 1950s to the 1980s, and we call this Four Decades of Magic Mushroom Memories. For my first guest on this podcast, I want to bring in somebody I have worked with for a long, long time now, and that is Jim Snowbugger, a.k.a. The Snowman, and he joins us now from Iowa. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, how you got to this place, because you've got a long background in audio engineering and radio, and it's really in your blood, right? Well, I was uh, enamored with radio as a kid, like a lot of people were, I guess, and uh, really wanted to be on there. But I also liked electronics and was able to put together a little radio station for myself to broadcast around the neighborhood, quite honestly, just broadcasting to myself. But I had a good time doing it. So I had this two uh, kind of two-pronged hobby, and my dad kind of compelled me into the electronics thing to make a better living, even though radio was what I really wanted to do. Then in college, I was active in student radio all four years and uh, polished up my skills there. And after college, a um, little bit of trouble getting a job in engineering. So I worked in the local radio station for a few months there, um, doing the midday and thinking I was sounding pretty good. And then uh, the engineering job came along and I just, I just dropped out of radio altogether and just didn't think much about it for quite a long time. That was uh, mid-70s. It was probably late 80s when um, I decided to connect up with a local radio station and offer to do commercials for them, you know, the unusual, more creative kind of commercials that they didn't have the staff or the skill to do. And that also uh, leveraged into uh, doing jingles and uh, that sort of thing. And I, I had a good time doing that for quite a long time, really, into the mid-90s. And I play some of that stuff on my show. Then some friends of mine started up a, a streaming service in the early days of internet broadcasting, and I um, decided they needed some content, so I just sat down and whipped together a half-an-hour talk show once a week, and it was the Snowman Radio Broadcast, which was pretty much just filler to uh, give those guys something to do. But it was a talk show. It was all satire and smart-aleck remarks and clever uh, you know, uh, juvenile witticisms and stuff like that. But it was fairly popular, and I had a good time doing it, and uh, did about 80 shows of that, and then it, I ran out of gas. <laughs> I just kind of got tired of doing it, and laid that aside until ACB Radio came along, and somehow I got uh, back on board with that and was uh, doing music there and did a couple of talk shows there on ACB Radio. That lasted a bit. And then we went into a long hiatus, and I think I was off the air just kind of taking a, taking a break for a long time there, until the Mosin channel got active, and somehow you dragged me back into the public eye a little bit, and uh, I started Snow White FM over there, 
And that was three years ago. And uh, when Mushroom FM started back up, we just moved it over here and we're still doing it. Yeah. Now, when I came to visit you back in Iowa, and that was a long time ago, back in the ACB radio days, I was really quite impressed with uh, your setup there. But you have an AM radio transmitter all set up out there, which takes some doing. I mean, running low power FM, that's pretty easy and it doesn't take a lot of effort or space or anything like that. But because you're so rural, you've got the whole AM radio gig going on out there. Yes, I still have that, in fact. Uh, that transmitter still works and uh, gets around the neighborhood, and we also have uh, kind of a low, low-power FM here. Then uh, Snow White FM is carried on that low-power FM. That's the famous 89.3 FM we talk about all the time. You've also got a musical background as well as all this. I remember seeing all your gear back then, and you had harmonizers, and uh, you've got the whole studio setup going on there. Real cool fun. Yeah, I um, learned to play guitar when I was a kid and uh, always wanted to write songs and, and started working on it in high school, I'd say. By college, I was writing songs in earnest, and uh, I've written about 150 songs over the course of my life. Some of them pretty good, really. Never really sold very many, and those that I did sell, we didn't make a lot of money at. But um, it, it was a love of mine, and uh, graduated from guitar to uh, later when I started adding MIDI keyboards and uh, more electronics and that sort of thing. So I got a whole library of stuff that I can play of my own stuff. And, uh, you know, some of it's not very good, but it's it's who I am. And I like to share that stuff because it is the fruit of my spirit. And really, that's that's what my show is about. Um, it's not so much about the culture or about the technology or, you know, news that you might use somehow. It's about it's about me and uh, the, the fruits of my spirit, such as they are. I call my program a monument to myself, um, meaning a celebration of my own life. Not that my life is any more important than anyone else's. Everyone's got a, a story to tell. But I'm uniquely qualified, I guess, to uh, tell my own story. So my program is that, but it's not a literal story. I don't just talk about me all the time, but I talk from the heart um, with the experiences that I've gleaned and the principles I've learned over time and, and some of the funny stories and things that have happened. So I'm trying to capitalize at this stage of my life on what I have become and make that the bulk of where my program comes from. And it's classic Mushroom FM because we've always said, look, if it's just about listening to your favorite tunes, you're going to fire up Spotify or Apple Music or all of those services that are out there now. So what we add in terms of value is the way that this great music is presented. And, of course, you're a big fan of music from the 60s and 70s. I think you, you encroach into the 80s a little bit from time to time. So it's good music. But in the end, what it comes down to is just having three hours of really quality radio that's well presented and fun to listen to you uh, you talk a bit as well right i mean it's not just three hours of solid music yeah, yeah. oh definitely um i i do a lot of talking uh because the music seems to wake up things um i'll hear a song that I, and i'll remember something about when that song was out or you know why i liked it at the time or it'll bring up something about relationships or who knows where it goes uh, it's just it's very spontaneous it depends on what flashes in the spirit on that particular day but that's the thing i like about doing a live show like i do is that i'm hearing the music the same time uh, the listener is so you know, when you're having a you're, you're having an emotional experience, I'm listening to the same song with you, 
And when we come out the back, we've got that shared experience that we can uh, we can relate uh, across. The music that I play is the music that I, by and large, like. Um, I don't say that that anything goes on my show. There's a lot of stuff I won't play. Um, and I don't say that there's something for everybody, because really there isn't. And what there is is just stuff that I like. And uh, thinking that if I like it, hmm, you probably will too. And if you're my kind of person and you belong on my, my show, I guess you will. But I do take requests, and I, I will play things that people want to hear if I've got it. Okay, well, in parting, just let me say that the day you, dear listener, find your way to my program and decide to stay will be a great day for me. Look forward to having you on Snow White FM. And the all-important information, you can hear Snow White FM live at 8 p.m. Eastern on a Saturday night, and then it is repeated, a good time for our UK and European and uh, even uh, New Zealand and Australian audience at 5 a.m. Eastern time on a Sunday morning. Now, remember, you can go to the Mushroom FM schedule page, and in most cases, we can see where you're from, and we can show you the schedule in your own time zone so you don't have to do all those pesky conversions. Mushroomfm.com slash schedule will show you that. Mushroomfm.com slash schedule. On the web at mushroomfm.com. Mushroom we have broadcasters from all around the world on Mushroom FM, and someone from Ireland joins us now, Anne Cosgrove, who's been with Mushroom FM for quite a long time on and off. Welcome to you, Anne. Hi, Jonathan. How did you get involved in all this Mushroom FM nonsense thing? Because you go back a wee way now. It's 2011, I think it was, about May 2011. Um, I was just flicking through the, the radio stations, well, online, and I came across Mushroom FM. I'd never heard of it before, and then there it was, and I listened to some shows, and I thought, oh, I'd, I'd always had an interest in radio, always would have loved to be a presenter, and then um, found out that I could possibly be a presenter on Mushroom FM, and um, got in touch with, with you, sent the demo in, did the, the whole thing, the test broadcast, and the rest is history. But it's absolutely brilliant. I love being part of Mushroom FM. I think that we must make it sound easy because it's really cool over the years how many people started off as listeners and thought, I could do this, and then they did end up doing it. And what I think is really cool about your story is you started with the the most basic of equipment. So I think initially you, you bought the station playlist studio software and you had a microphone headset, right? It was, yeah. It was just the headphone, the headphones and the microphone. And then I upgraded to the whole mixer and the microphone and, and sounding more, well, I was going to say I was sounding more pro- professional, but probably not. No, it the, the technology great. was, it the sounds- technology was definitely there for me to sound more professional. <laughs> well, one of your early shows was called Anne with an E. And I said, well, we're now going to have to call it Anne with a mixer. But you know, you've got a really nice mic and a great <laughs> mixer and it sounds really, really good. So tell me about the, Two shows that you're doing now on Mushroom FM, I guess the flagship show, as it were, for you is only the 80s. And you've been doing that for quite a long time. I have, yeah, only the 80s. Yeah, I do that. It's every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, and that's 9 p.m. in the UK. And it's two hours of great 80s music. 80s is a brilliant decade. Um, And in my show, there's the 12-inch mix that I do, because everybody loved the 12-inch mixes back in the 80s. And then also the charts, I look back at the UK and the US billboard charts for a certain year 
And that's really, really good. I love doing that. I love doing the research for that. And it's really interesting to find out the differences in the charts between the UK and the US back in the 80s. There was a synergy, wasn't there, in the, I guess, the mid-60s after the what they called the British invasion. And a lot of the charts were fairly similar, with some exceptions. But then in the 80s, what I find is the charts really diverged again. And there were a lot of yeah. tracks from the UK that just never made it outside the UK. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really, really interesting. I really enjoy the research of that part of the show. Love it. Yeah. Well, see, you play stuff that we just never got. And that's one of the things I enjoy about your show. You play things that in New Zealand, I guess we were more influenced by the US charts. And so some of the things that you play, you're introducing me to new material, even though it's over 30 years old. Is it that you grew up in the 80s? Is that what what's attractive about the 80s for you, that it brings back so many memories? It is, yeah. Just I just think back to my childhood whenever I hear the 80s. It's all the um, growing up in the 80s, going to the youth clubs and the, the discos and all those songs playing. And um, So, yeah, I, I just loved the, the music back then. And the, the fashion was supposed to be good as well. Yeah, the fashion. So what, what, what were you wearing in yeah. the 80s? Oh, it was the, the Illuminous Laces. That was um, the Goss, the Matt and Luke Goss, the Bross twins. They brought those in, the Illuminous Laces on your shoes. And then we had the bomber jackets. I remember the bomber jackets that I had. It was one with, uh, my sister had one with, hers was Jason and Kylie on the back. Oh, my goodness. And then there was one with just Jason. I had one with just Jason on the back. And there was the shell suits as well. And all the big shoulder pads and all, all the, the fashion in the 80s was <laughs> <laughs> thinking back to it now. You think, did we really wear those things? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the big hair, the shoulder pads. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So that's only the 80s. And it's a really fun show. A lot of research and thought goes into that. And then you're also with us on a Monday morning for a different kind of show entirely. Yeah, I enjoy the 60s and 70s as well. Because um, my mum and dad would have played a lot of 60s and 70s, a lot of 60s music, really. Um, whenever we were growing up, if we're out in the car and we're heading away for the day, then the 60s tapes would be on. So we really grew up with the 60s. Um, so it's a 60s and 70s show, Monday Memories. And it's on every Monday at 11 a.m. Uh, UK time and 6 a.m. Eastern for two hours. It's always fun. We're the fun guys. On the other side of town, Richard Mosin is our next guest on this look at Mushroom FM. Welcome to you, Richard. Hello. Hello, everyone. Tell us how you became involved in Mushroom FM, because in a way you've been involved to some extent, sort of playing a minor role since the beginning. Yeah. Like you said, I've always been on Mushroom FM um, as a guest on your show. Um, But recently I decided I wanted my own show on Mushroom FM. So I came to you and I said, Dad, I want my own show on Mushroom FM. So I went through the audition process and now I, I've got one. I've got my own show. It's called The Richter Scale. and We play classic rock. Classic rock. What was it that made you decide that you wanted to do a show in your own right, though? I guess like uh, I used to do like plays and stuff on stage and stuff, but I don't do that anymore. But you know, I wanted to do this because it's like a sort of performance in a way. You're broadcasting to people. and It's a lot of fun, you know. It is a performance. And one of the things that's great about Mushroom FM generally is that since you can dial up pretty much any song 
that's widely available. What makes the difference is the way that the music is presented. And so you have quite a few interesting wee discussions about various things that you find of interest or that have happened in your life in between the songs. Little rants, little rants. Yeah. So why did you choose this particular genre? Because in particular, I mean, you do stray into the 80s and back to the 60s a little bit. Predominantly what you're playing is stuff like David Bowie, Queen, Meatloaf, a lot of the stuff that I actually grew up with. And I must say, it's quite fun hearing you sort of discovering this music that I discovered as it was coming out and you're sort of discovering it all over again. I feel like I'm I'm reliving my misspent youth or something. But what is it about that particular kind of music that is appealing to you? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure. It's just like you can't really explain why anyone likes any sort of music, I guess. It's just the stuff I like. I never really like realized that I it was entirely classic rock I listened to until I listed like a bunch of artists I like and you said, oh, so mostly classic rock. But you don't really go for any new music, really, do you? There's not a lot of new music that you like. Uh, no, not not really. Like There's the occasional track that I'll hear that I enjoy, but um, not too much at all, no. Very good. And so this is the Richter Scale. It's on at 6 o'clock Eastern Time on a Friday night. That's when it's on live for a couple of hours. And I'm sure you'd appreciate people checking you out. Yeah, it'd be great. Come check it out. Send in a tweet. We'll have a lot of fun. Sarah Hillis is a member of the Mushroom FM team who's been on the station for a little over a year now. And she's based in Canada. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jonathan. How did you discover Mushroom FM? Before you arrived, you were a listener for a long time, castigating me on the Mosin Explosion. Yes, well, uh, it was my now husband, then just newly minted boyfriend, uh, Michael Fair, who told me about Mushroom FM, and I said I'd heard about this Jonathan Mosin guy from other people over the years uh, and heard your voice on ACB radio at times doing commercials and other things like that, like, you know, main menu is coming up or whatever, um, that kind of thing. But then he said that the, the the explosion, which I'd heard about, was now on this thing called Mushroom FM. And I thought, what on earth is Mushroom FM? And then I heard it was the home of the fun guys. And I thought, oh, this is my sort of station. <laughs> <laughs> Bad pun. <laughs> yeah. um, and I just really liked the community atmosphere and, well, the choice of music that most often got played. And now we've blocked that into a more consistent format of the stuff that a lot of people really like. So that's great. I kind of kept hearing the join us promo that Mushroom FM does. And I thought, well, maybe I'll try to join. They have this new technology that makes it a little easier now than having to broadcast live when you've never done it before and having to purchase a huge thing that costs some money. And so I said, I want to do a Celtic music show, which had nothing to do with most of what Mushroom FM was doing, but Jonathan, you said that would be great. Um, so I do kind of a folky Celtic music show every Sunday night from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. And then I also, because you asked me to, <laughs> do a uh, normal Mushroom FM format show. And uh, as of this format change, it's from noon to 2 p.m. and midnight to 2 a.m. Eastern time that called the Sarah Hillis show on Monday to Friday. No one gets paid for this. And so what, what is it that keeps you doing it? And you've been very consistent about this for well over a year now. So I take it that you are enjoying it. Oh, yes, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's, it's fun to, I guess, develop a bit of a presence, I suppose. 
uh, even if you don't really know who who might be listening or whatever. It's it's nice to to learn to talk to people. I suppose um, I have been a toastmaster, and it's fun to put some of those skills to use. But I just really enjoy the team spirit, shall we say? Uh, everybody will help everybody out in a pinch. I just recently had some not so good times and people were really there for me and helped me out. And that was cool. And I've just really liked the, uh, the solidarity, I suppose. Everybody seems to be getting along and doing good things. And it's just an easygoing kind of place to be. And some people say, well, why music from the fifties to the eighties, but you are a musician, a very capable musician and a vocalist as well. And I think a lot of us who do really love music appreciate that era of music right because there was so much innovation and yeah. maturing of of a range of genres that's really when music was just at its peak or at least popular music was at its peak yeah i really think so i think uh, it's interesting to see how things shifted one can argue about the 80s perhaps but i don't think music sort of lost its soul or anything i think it just used technology in a, in a fun and, and interesting way. Some music was kind of like, why did they invent it? But but for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, it, it, 50s through 80s is just, yeah, very um, interesting 40 years to kind of focus on because once you get to the 90s and 2000s, I mean, there's differences, but there are differences, but they don't, it's just, it's more the same than the other those other four decades. Like you can hear a song and go, that's an 80s song or that's a 70s song. But between 90s and 2000s, I don't know that you could always tell. And even the fact that the same group that recorded Love Me Do is the same group that recorded Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club mm-hmm. Band five years later. It's a staggering thing, isn't it's it? It's quite amazing. Yeah. Um, just very interesting to see how the musical tastes were changing. And it doesn't seem to have been a marketing reason for the change. It it, it was people genuinely wanting something more and different and the musicians saying, look, we've got this new technology. Let's see what we can do with it. Whereas now it's kind of like, well, people seem to want this. So let's, or we're going to make people want this given music because that's all we're going to play. Mushroom now, I believe that this man is still our newest fun guy. Jeff Molzo has been doing the well, we called it the morning munch to begin with, right? But now that you're on twice a day, we're rejigging that. It's just the mushroom munch now, Jonathan. Yeah, or the mozo mushroom munch or anything else that we can think of that starts with M. <laughs> we love alliteration on our show. Absolutely. Alliteration rocks. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background because you have worked in radio in the past. I started in radio at age 16. I, I loved radio pretty much ever since I could remember listening to music and I've always wanted to be on the air. And so I got a chance at a little sunrise sunset station uh, where I grew up in a uh, little tiny town in Connecticut. And we uh, ended up uh, broadcasting the Sunday morning show, loved it. And that's where I got bitten by the bug. So then I had to go to school for radio and television and did AOR radio album oriented rock for those of us not in the, in the, in the radio biz as it were. And then I've tried to get on the air any way, shape, or form that I could and have been doing it ever since. That FM radio stuff in the States was amazing because everybody sounded so mellow back then, you know, playing Steely Dan and you know, all that kind of stuff and just sounding completely spaced out most of the time. 
Oh, yes, and everybody had to have the FM voice. You know, you're listening to the rock of the 80s, Ashland, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. you, you kind of came, came out of your cerebral plexus down here, wherever that is. <laughs> You've done a bit of your own internet radio stuff, right, before you came to us. Absolutely. I, I ran my own station for a while and discovered that I'm really glad you're running the station now because – I love to broadcast. I love to get on the microphone, talk to folks, just, you know, just share whatever's literally on my mind, what little there is left of it. So I ran the station for a while and discovered there's a lot of hassles that go on with it, especially here in the States. As you know, we have the, the DMCA and other issues that require major Isn't that a license. Song by the village people? Yes. DMCA. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How do you make a D? No, sorry. Um, then I moved on from there and I've always, I've been a fan of Mushroom FM for years, as long as you've been on, you know, it's been, you know, I, I listened to you back when you had the other station way back there. Remember the wave? Mm. Oh yeah. The, mm-hmm. the wave was out there and I had it always be broadcasting on something in my house. So I mean, you've been, you're like a member of the family, Jonathan, you've kind of moved in here and uh, you know, like I said, it was just, just listening to you is like listening to a member of the family. So when Mushroom FM came on, uh, and changed kind of the format, and you started getting more and more. I think the the key here is there was a lot more professional, very professional broadcasting going on. There were people out there who loved to do radio, if that makes any sense at all. I mean, I, I can't think of a verb. You know, ra- radioage, radioing. I don't know, but people who love to do radio, they came on the station. They sounded quite honestly like they were having fun, and so I put it in audition tape and discovered clearly they were having fun and i guess what attracts me to the station is working with you know all my colleagues all the other presenters i have the opportunity to work with some great talent out there present company included but it's been a very welcoming experience and people really care about the sound you know you get you get on the air uh on some stations and people you know aren't using professional mics so you know they, they sound like they're back here and, yeah uh, and trying to broadcast radio, don't I sound professional? No, I don't. So to me, you know, listening to people like the snowman, to Sarah, um, to you, it's like it, there's a bar that I have to reach up to, and I love doing it. And like I said, where you've, you've got the, the Malzo Munch now, the Malzo Mushroom Munch. I'm going to come up with more alliteration. I really am. <laughs> but where you've got the munch on is just perfect for me because I've always been a morning person. Um, I'm pretty much frightening to the rest of my family. I get up in the morning. I'm ready to go. So now I've got a whole new audience I can share it with. You know, they turn on the radio and they're going to get they're going to get an earful, quite literally. Tell us a bit about what you cover on your show, what your what your theme is. The Morning Munch is really dedicated after those morning disc jockeys we had in our local towns. I mean, so many of the disc jockeys now, you know, part of the, the, the big guys, the big broadcasters, they're all syndicated and taped and the whole show sounds taped. My goal with the Munch has always been to be that broadcaster that people can reach out to, that people can talk to, that people can, you know, come and hang out and, and share a bagel with, you know, just... I, I love covering news events that are not necessarily topical, but interesting things that, you know, you read through on the internet and you go, what? <laughs> really? And then I, of course, want to share it with my listeners. And now I've got a, a much bigger audience to share it with. And of course, I'm a child of the 60s. So I love playing 60s, 70s and 80s music. And okay, admittedly in the 50s. And I am from Texas, Jonathan. So as you know, uh, a little country might sneak into the format on a, well, more than 
irregular basis. You know, we have the country corner. So we slip a little country music in and we've tried to do themes. You know, one of the things I hope my listeners have enjoyed is, you know, they can tune in, for example, to Twin Spin Tuesday, where I give them double twice, you know, twice the amount of artists they may not have heard before. Thursdays, trivial Thursdays. And Thursdays are trivial. You'll have to admit that. Um, well, Thursdays, I suppose. Okay, I'll go with this. Yeah. yeah. Thursdays are trivial. You're not quite to the weekend, right? And the rest of the week's behind you. So what do you do with Thursday? Well, you talk about trivia. And we've done everything from guide dogs to fast food to um, facts you never wanted to know about hurricanes. And then, of course, we've got our feature Fridays. And uh, this last week, as you know, we were broadcasting from Florida. And we were doing Jimmy Buffett and we had all things Jimmy on the show. Really, the show is what my listeners and I make out of it. You know, I want to play dedications. I want to play requests. I want to play what they want to hear. But most of all, I want to be to sound trite. I want to be a friend. I want to you know, be somebody that they turn on in the morning and I'm there. And, you know, there's something somebody they can relate to. I've gotten some wonderful feedback from my listeners who have said, you know, not only do they get in the morning and turn on the munch, but then, of course, they keep the mushroom on all day, which we love. We run some specialist shows on Mushroom FM. We're predominantly about the 50s through the 80s, but particularly in the weekend, we branch out a little bit. And one weekend show that's a great fixture of ours is a classical music show called Viva, and it is hosted by Mara Callan, fellow New Zealander, who joins me from Auckland. Hi, Mara. Hi, Jonathan. So you were telling me that your initial involvement in radio was actually being, what, a pesky kid calling up a radio station. Yep. It was. And I made up the weather report, too. Because I was like nine or ten, and I became this pesky kid, and they go one morning, we want you to do a report. I said, what kind of report? They go, do the weather report. So I used to make it up. And that's how I got involved with radio. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess that's one way of getting the bug. And then how was it that you eventually became involved all those years later, I mean, some some years did elapse, in Mushroom yeah. FM. Well, I was listening to um, I was listening to Mushroom FM when it was in existence before, and I thought, I like this. And then I was doing podcasting with a couple of guys from Canada, and we were basically doing out of our bedrooms this podcast that never got to air. And I thought, why can't I do this stuff on the radio? So I thought, well, what show do I want to do? And I wrote you a letter, and I said, hey, Jonathan, do you want a show? And you said yes, and so... It happened. There you go. And the first show you did was a folk music show, which I thought was really great because you introduced us to a lot of Judy Collins and oh, a whole bunch of people, perhaps beyond the few songs that everybody knows, you know, Pete Seeger and a whole bunch of guys like that. And yeah. then you, so you have a love of that kind of music as well because you're playing, is it, a, is, how do you describe that? An Irish harp? Yeah, an Irish harp. What makes an Irish harp an Irish harp? I mean, why do you call it an Irish harp? The Irish harps have, the folk harp or Irish harp has um, levers on top of the strings, and that's how they change the key with an Irish harp. The concert harp has pedals below the strings and is much bigger. That's what makes it, that's the difference basically between a concert harp and a folk harp. Okay. See, Sarah plays harp too. And I, before Mushroom FM, I always thought that it was only angels who played harps. Or perhaps you both are angels. I don't know. Oh, that's nice. No idea. No idea. So then you've moved on to a classical music show. 
Tell me a bit about Viva in terms of what you're aiming at, because there are so many levels of classical music. I guess there are the pops, you know, the, the, Oops, the popular sorry. stuff. And then there's something a bit beyond that. So who is Viva for in terms of classical music fans? Viva is for both, really. We try and play a bit of popular classics, but also a bit of obscure classics that people won't know as well. And right from the Renaissance to the 20th century, basically. What's your favourite era of classical music? I think the romantic sort of early 20th century stuff, impressionistic stuff, Debussy and Ravel, and I like Grieg as well. Right after the Mosin Explosion, which is my weekly show on Mushroom FM, on a Sunday at 6pm Eastern Time, you can hear Steve Cutway with the early years. And Steve joins me from Canada now. You're in Kingston, right, Steve? That's right. Not Jamaica, though. Not Jamaica, no. You have a long history in broadcasting. How did you get started in this line of work? I was a university student in 1968, and I knew about the university's station because it predated commercial radio here in Kingston. CFRC radio has been around since 1922, and I grew up listening to it. My family listened to it, and I knew I wanted to be involved in I went down, they always had a recruitment drive every year because it was student volunteers, and I was this first-year kid, and I walked in, and I can remember the manager saying to me, well, I don't know if you can do it because you're blind, and I said, well, the only way we're going to find out is to let me try, and I guess I could say the rest was history because when he moved on, I became the manager. That was six years later, but... uh, It was one of those things, I I think I've always said that I think radio is a natural for blind folks, particularly those who love to talk and maybe love the sound of their own voice to some extent, I don't know. (laughs) But uh, um, I think you don't have to see an audience. And I remember in our training, we were told, think when you're on the air that you're in somebody's living room and you're talking to one or two people. And I think if you keep that in mind, it works And can work really well. And what about Mushroom FM specifically? How did you get involved in this malarkey? Because I know you've been a long-term listener to the Mosin Explosion. Absolutely, yeah. I go back pretty much to the beginning, 19, what are we, 1999, 2000? Yeah. MBS FM? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have the wave or something like that? Was that that you? The wave was about 2003, 2004, but yeah, MBS FM goes all the way back to 99, yeah. Exactly. And... I think what really uh, finally pushed me was the day I visited you in Mosin Towers and co-hosted the Mosin Explosion with you. That was a blast. And I I, uh, thought, I do think I have to get back into this because I had been away from it by then for 25 years. I left radio in 89 and became an IT guy. And I don't, to be honest, think that I ever thought I'd come back to it, other than maybe in a way, you know, like I did with you. But then when you introduced last year now, the voice tracking ability and the fact that the the mushroom pot was full of music that one could play, I th- you, you got a hold of me and it didn't take much arm twisting, as I recall. The big advantage that... Mushroom FM provides and from the voice tracking point of view is that a lot of people will say to me, oh, yeah, but I, I would never know what to play. And to a great extent, 
although now, having been doing it for over a year, I do certainly insert more of my own material, as you have commented on a couple of songs that you wondered about over time. But it it does give a person, I think, a programmer, a really good starting point, particularly a new programmer, because they've got, okay, I yeah, I like that song. Maybe I could play that. Or, well, gee, hearing that song makes me think of a song I could play. And sometimes it just needs that little push. And I think that's what the, the fact that the pot can generate music uh, can provide. And your show is the early years, specializing in music from the 50s and 60s. Why that genre specifically? Well, I think it evolved really from my interest uh, in early music. The first show, of course, was uh, that I did was Lost in the 50s. It was only an hour, but every day, Monday to Friday, where I played only 50s music. And, and there was a surprisingly large number of people who would tune in at 5 p.m. Eastern every day. Even some of the early music I play, 50, 51, 52, I certainly don't remember it then, but I always loved it when I became familiar with it. Uh, I started listening to the radio probably about 53, and from then on, I mean, music, music stuck with me. And I just enjoy the early music. I think if we don't continue to hear it and play it, not just on Mushroom FM, but Mushroom FM is a great place to do that, it's going to die. Yes, you know, there are lots of internet radio stations that that claim to play 20s, 30s, 40s. But in a lot of cases, at least the ones I've heard, they're jukeboxes. And if you're going to do that, you might as well just have a scenario where you can find them, if hopefully find the music in a Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. I hope we add some uh, information. I believe we do. All of the fun guys add some personality and information uh, about the music. I, I know a lot of the folks who contact me between shows, and there are some regulars who want to talk about the music or didn't know that a particular song charted as highly as it did and things like that. I think there's a lot of people in my generation or close to it that are very interested in what I'll call top 40 radio because that's what we grew up with. I think there still is a large audience and I think it's going to increase for music from the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s because we hear about the, you know, the baby boom bubble and it does continue till 1966. That's considered the year of the last baby boom generation. So, you know, those people are only 61 years old now, 51 years old. So they've got a ways to go. So they're going to want to continue to hear their music, I think. Let's go to the UK now once again. And Darren Pascal is the host of our Sunday for Tea show on Mushroom FM. Hi, Darren. Hi there, Jonathan. You've been doing this internet radio lark for a while, haven't you? Because I remember you back in the ACB radio days. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I uh, that was good fun. Um, I remember trying to get into uh, Shoutcast on an old uh, 28.8K modem oh, connection man. and uh, struggling to maintain you know, a 16K 
connection. But um, yeah, it was just so much fun. I mean, the opportunity to go and uh, mess around with music, learn about music that other people are playing as well, and have that fabulous community spirit thing going on. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty addictive, and uh, I was really kind of sad to to, to miss it because I, I remember uh, one of the reasons I had to stop. I left and went to college for a couple of years, and at the time, um, broadband internet hadn't quite made it over here so i was sort of a bit stuck really and then um found um after finishing through the whole education thing that um finding time to actually commit to a specific slot or time in the week was was pretty tricky for me but uh but uh very glad to uh to kind of find uh, my feet again i guess with uh with all this fun on uh, the mighty shroom yes it was a pioneering spirit back then, I think, because we were pushing the boundaries and working out what worked and that sort of thing. And now it's a little bit more straightforward, I suppose. Tell me about the show that you're doing. It's a, it's a very nice time slot for a UK audience, I think, isn't it, on a Sunday? Definitely, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of where the name came from, really, Sunday for tea. So it's it's just sort of two hours. Um, I quite like it to be sort of relaxed and uh and uh, laid back really because it's sort of five until seven o'clock on a Sunday evening here in the UK so just sort of tea time really so uh, sort of seems appropriate you know what would you be doing on a Sunday well I don't think uh, I don't think Sunday habits uh, for me seem to have changed a great deal really um, you know it's, it's nice to have a quiet sort of a relaxing evening before uh, the uh, the mayhem of the week hits and so I, I you know try and have a bit of fun as well but try and keep it fairly laid back and uh and easy going really and the mayhem of the mosin explosion as well so you're kind of a, a calm before the storm a little bit of sanity there before before it all gets totally weird and well, i'm not sure you could call it sanity but uh... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is i love discovering music that i haven't come across before and uh what we have is an astonishing library of music from all across our uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s, and all sorts of uh, subgenres in the, in in there as well, and and so it's a chance to for me to to learn about uh, about artists that I've never come across before, and I find that that really exciting. Mushroom FM. Mushroom FM. Time now to talk to someone very special on Mushroom FM and in my life, Bonnie Mosen. Welcome back to the Blindside Podcast. Great to be here. Now, your story of how you became involved in Mushroom FM is an interesting one. I mean, it is typical in some respects because we have a lot of people who started listening to Mushroom FM mm-hmm. who then became involved, but not generally then who go on and marry the manager. So tell me about how you <laughs> became involved in Mushroom FM. Um, it was around 2010, and I was living in Boston, Massachusetts, where I had moved from Morristown, New Jersey. And I kept seeing a lot of Twitter traffic on about Mushroom FM, and I'm thinking, what is Mushroom FM? And I don't think I was familiar with internet radio at that point. I had listened to a few stations, of course, ACB Radio, and I think I'd even listened to another presenter, Jeff Molzo's station, Sandstorm FM, I think it was called. Yes, yeah, Sandstorm Radio. Sandstorm. Yeah. I had listened yeah. to that a little bit, but it wasn't like a huge part of my life. So I decided to check it out and um, started listening. And especially during the daytime, I would listen a lot at work and um, really enjoyed the banter of the presenters and the music that it played because it was just a an eclectic mix of music. You never knew what was going to be played next. And as many people know, I started emailing and tweeting into the Mosin Explosion. 
And two years later, when Jonathan was doing a uh, was in Boston on business, he asked me to co-host the show with him. So I did. And the rest, as they say, is history. And even before that, he had asked, you know, why don't you do a show on Mushroom FM? And I, I wasn't really at that place. I didn't have a lot of free time, um, you know, working 40 hours a week and, and different things like that and just coming home really exhausted at night. So I did a little public relations for Mushroom FM, did some press releases, I think, and uh, a few little things like that. So it wasn't until I actually moved to New Zealand and we were together as a um, as a couple that I, I began actually presenting on the on the shroom. You have two shows on Mushroom FM, one that you do on your own and one that we do together. So let's talk a bit about 80s ladies. So 80s is your favorite decade, right? It is my favorite decade. That is the decade of my childhood. My formative years were the 80s. And I really just love the music and just love everything about the 80s. The the, uh, the television show 70s and 80s are probably my two favorite decades. Uh, the music, the TV shows. I can't say I really liked the 80s faction with the big hair, but um, just just love the whole 80s decade. So at 11 a.m. and p.m. every weekday, you are playing 80s music for an hour on the 80s Ladies Show. And of course, in keeping with the Mushroom FM tradition, it's not just about sitting there playing song after song. You do make an effort to put all sorts of little bits of trivia in about the 80s. Yeah, I try to do that. And right now... Uh, every Wednesday, which is called Hump Day, we celebrate Hump Day by honoring the camel. So each week I have a fact about the camel. Now it's very obscure. That is, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but we've come to I've come to the conclusion that at some point in time we will run out of facts about the camel, and then we're <laughs> we're going to start with the humpback whale. Okay, fair enough. So it's a great show, lots of good 80s music from all around the world. And then you had always, I think, had a hankering to do a talk show. And so we started this in January of this year. You and I do a talk show together called A Cuppa at the Mosins, which is on at 7 p.m., on a Thursday night. That's when it's live, Eastern U.S. time. And for those people who aren't in the Eastern U.S. time zone, you can go to the Mushroom FM schedule page at mushroomfm.com slash schedule. And we do our best to work out where you're coming in from and display the schedule in your time zone without you having to do anything. So anyway, tell us a bit about A Cup at the Mosins and what you enjoy about that and how it's going. Um, well, anyone that's ever been around me knows I like to talk and can pretty much talk to anybody. But um, I always wanted to host a talk show. I always wanted to kind of be like Oprah or you know Sally, Jesse, Raphael, or are those people that I really, really admire. So we had talked about having some sort of live talk show on Mushroom FM. And what would it be like? Would it be an advice show? Would we cover topics? So I wanted to have a forum where people could explore different topics, whether they be blind or sighted. And um, so we, what we do is we come up with, try to come up with a different topic every week. Sometimes we do have open forums, which is kind of nice where people can just kind of talk about what's on their mind. We try, a lot of times we, we piggyback on some of the things that's been on the Blindside podcast. Uh, we have sort of... Um, 
done that. If there's been a huge technology release with Apple, we talk a lot. Technology seems to be our most popular topic, which I think a lot of people really, blind people in general, really enjoy, love talking about assistive technology, old, new, and future. But we try to um, have a different topic every week. Anyone is, is welcome to call in and anyone is welcome to suggest a topic. We're always open for topics because a talk show cannot be a talk show unless you talk. The presenters could talk for two hours, but then that wouldn't be very exciting. So we invite listeners to call in from all over the world and um, tell us what's on their minds and interact. And it's a safe place to interact. Everybody's opinion is is valued. And we especially enjoy opinions that are not uh, maybe what uh, we ourselves might think. And the audio quality is often phenomenal because we're using Zoom cloud meetings. So the audio is way better than a lot of the call-in shows you hear on uh, terrestrial radio. And there are still, yeah, and there are still phone numbers as well. For those who want to use the phone, there are numbers all over the world. So we look forward to people checking out your shows on The Shroom. Great. It's the wonderful Mosin Explosion. And I'll go last and talk briefly about my show, The Mosin Explosion. It is on a Sunday afternoon, U.S. Eastern Time at 2 p.m. And The Mosin Explosion has been going for a very long time, a decade and a half at least. And I suppose turning up is half the thing, right? (laughs) Just being there for so long means that it's become a bit of an internet radio institution. We have listeners who go back all the way to the beginning, and we have new listeners discovering the show every week. The Mosin Explosion is a mix of music and conversation. There is a lot of talk as well as music in the Mosin Explosion, and we talk about everything. We really do. We get people tweeting in. We have a phone number that people can call into and leave voice messages, which we play on the air. We encourage people not just to email in the good old-fashioned texting way, but to attach audio files to their email messages, because these days with smartphones, it's really easy to send an email attachment with an audio clip. And so we have the voices of our listeners appearing a lot. It's not a call-in show, but we do have a lot of listener engagement on the show. And we talk about everything from technology to reminiscences about old toys that we used to use and old tech that we used to use, all the way through to pet peeves, music we love to love and love to hate. Really, it is an incredibly wide and varied show. There are some consistent features. My children have grown up on the Mosin Explosion. And I've kept all the archives of the shows, at least since about 2003. Some of the early stuff I don't have. And it's really quite fun to go back and listen to the kids as they've grown up. And we have a feature on the Mosin Explosion called the Banana Report. And I call it that because I've got four children. So there's a bunch of them, you see. Yeah, it's a bit obscure, but it's stuck. So the Banana Report has really traced, for example, my oldest daughter from when she was a tiny thing, and now she's engaged, and we're tracking progress towards her wedding in January. Bonnie comes in and does a Bonnie Bulletin. We have a Today in History segment and a whole bunch of fun things. So we try and make it really interactive and fun. If you are a new listener to the show, we put you through an initiation ceremony and we explode you. On the Mosin explosion, being exploded is a good thing. I also do a show every weekday, and that is on at 3 a.m. and p.m. Eastern Time, and it's called the Smorgasbord. Now, a smorgasbord is a kind of a fancy word for buffet, 
And so you get a wide variety of music there. I also talk about things in the news and technology news as well. So it's a kind of, again, a combination of music and chat. It's a bit less frivolous and uh, hyper than the Mosin Explosion is. But hopefully you'll still find it an informative and entertaining listen. You've got the power. It's a Mushroom FM. All requests stop. Log on to www.mushroomfm.com. Click on the request link. Let your musical voice be heard. These days, Mushroom FM has somebody on air most of the time, but there are rare occasions where we let go and we put you in charge with a really cool system we call the Mushroom FM Request Stop. Here's how it works. I'm on the Mushroom FM homepage now while nobody is on air. So when I do a Jaws key with T, Mushroom FM, the home of the fun guys, with four decades of magic mushroom memories, Mushroom FM, Mozilla, Firefox. Here we are on MushroomFM.com. The easiest way I find to check whether requests are available at the moment is to do a Jaws find, Jaws find dialogue, and type the word request and press enter. He's playing four decades of magic mushroom memories. To make a request, visit our clickable, visited link request page to interact with fellow list there we go we've got the request page link right there visited link request so let's go to the request page and show you how it works request link make a request mushroom fm mozilla firefox make a request mushroom fm mozilla firefox read only i'll press e search for edit and i'm placed right on an edit field where i can type in something to search for if i want i can also scroll down this page and there is a list of artists in alphabetical order and I can choose the letter that I want to search for. For example, if I tab from this edit field, search button, a link, B link, C link, D link, and so on. So I'll go back to the edit field, search for, edit. I can search for part of an artist or title here, search for, edit. And I'm going to search for the word Beatles, B-E-A-T-L-E-S, and press enter. Make a request, Mushroom FM, Mozilla Firefox, out of table. Make a request, Mushroom FM, one frame, eight headings and 76 link. Make. Now. The results came up quickly, particularly given how many hits we now have. To navigate the results, I can move by radio button. In JAWS, I press A to do that. Select. Call one row two. Four preps radio button not checked. Four preps. A letter to the Beatles. The Beatles radio button not checked. The Beatles. A day in the life remix. The Beatles. The Beatles. A hard day's night. The Beatles, the Beatles, a taste of honey. So you see the results are coming back in alphabetical order. Each result has its own radio button. And so I choose the one I like. I'm going to choose a day in the life. The Beatles radio, the Beatles radio button, not the Beatles, a hard day's night. The Beatles, the four, four preps, the Beatles radio, the Beatles, a day in the life remix. That's the ones we'll go up. The, Be- the Beatles, the Beatles radio button checked. Two of 182. I've selected a day in the life and you see there are 182 results. We've got 182 Beatles tracks in the system that you can request from. I'm now going to press E to jump to the next edit field. Star your name. Edit. Jonathan Mosin. I've made a request before and so the Mushroom FM request system has remembered my name. If you've not made a request before, you can type your name here. Star your location. Edit. Wellington. And it remembered my location as well. Submit your request button. And then I press the submit button. Out of table. Submit your request button. Make a request Mushroom FM Mozilla Firefox. What happens now is that when the request stop system is active, all you need to do is tune into Mushroom FM having made your request. If your request is the first in the queue, it's going to get played right after the current song ends. It is very responsive. And that means that you can have a say in what we play whenever there's no fun guy to interact with. Now, there are some caveats here. You can only make one request per hour to make it fair for everybody. And there's a maximum of 12 requests per day. You got the magic now. 
Yep, you got the magic. Got the music now. Oh, I know you got the music. Got the memory now. You got the memory. FM. It's been my pleasure to introduce you or reintroduce you to our fun guys here at Mushroom FM, the volunteers who bring you such a quality internet radio station 24-7. It's extraordinary what we've achieved, and I look forward to you checking us out if you've not done so before or sticking with us if you've been a loyal listener all the way back from 2010. You can find us on the web at mushroomfm.com. That's all one word, mushroomfm.com. Check us out on all the apps, the assistance, everywhere you expect to find Mushroom FM, it's there, playing four decades of magic mushroom memories. Thanks for listening to The Blind Side, a production of Mosin Consulting. On the web at mosin.org.